0: This is a message produced by Shalom Christian Fellowship in Ireland to bless the body of Christ. My two last messages were on the power of fasting. Did you remember? And how many of you have been blessed by them? The power of fasting that I was speaking about. Glory to God. I spoke about fasting and, uh, but we cannot talk about fasting without to mention or to talk about prayer. Why? Because these two walk together. I told you, fasting and prayer is a powerful weapon, but they both walk together. Can you say amen? amen. And today, my word, I want to share about the priority of a prayer. And I have a question: Is prayer priority in your life? I 'm asking again, Is prayer priority in your life? One day, Jesus walks into the temple. And sees that there were many things going on inside of the temple. Many things. But there was no prayer. Many things. People were there going to church, going to the temple. But the Bible says that there was no prayer. And he says in Mark eleven seventeen. What Jesus said? What Jesus said altogether? together? Will be called House of Prayer For All Nations My beloved brother Jesus was saying That the physical temple The physical church Should not be called House of Preaching he was telling, should be not called house of praise. And should be not called house of charity. Why do people come to have coffee and tea? That's good. It's good to worship. It's good to praise the Lord, to receive the message. But he said, his church should be called His church should be called House of Prayer prayer for all nations. And this is the word I want to share with you today. The church should be called House of Prayer. It's not Pastor Smart's word. Jesus said that. Prayer needs to be your priority. Can you say amen? Amen. Prayer needs to be priority of the church. Pay attention what I'm going to say. A church that does not pray will die. It's only a matter of time. Churches that did not pray have died, or are about to die. I can see many churches. They are they are dying. Because they are not praying. And about us. Christians. Pay attention. Christians who don't pray will die spiritually. Are you with me? When I say something and you agree, please say amen. 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 That I know that you agree with me. Amen. You agreed with me. Christian who don't pray will die spiritually. It's a matter of time. I can guarantee you, if you don't have a life of prayer, you will die. And I know what I'm talking about. Because I have seen many people dying. And we, the Church of Jesus, we are in a battle against the darkness. If a prayer is not a priority in our life, we will be defeated, and we will not advance, and we are not going to grow in our calling. Yes, amen, I thank you. Ever since we started this church in 2008, we have been praying for a revival. We never stopped. This church is praying. Since we start praying for revival. And do you know in our meetings, prayer meetings, we are praying God bring revival. How many of you want revival in your life? How many of you want to have a revival in your life? Would you like to have? Hallelujah. How many of you want more of God? How many want to experience the supernatural of God in your life? Hallelujah. I want. But I'm sorry to say revival will not come without prayer. Will not come without prayer. You won't experience much of God without a life of prayer. I I love a man called Leonard... Haven Hill, I think maybe you have heard. I I have read some books of him. It was a man of God that prayed a lot, and I love to read his books. And and Leonard said, surely revival delays revival. And we as a church of Christ here in Monaghan, in Ireland, We have the desire to have here a a house of prayer going 24-7. Did you know? This is our desire, to have here a house of prayer 24-7. Or people praying for this town. People praying for revival and say, God, visit us. People crying out for salvation of the people, of this town and this nation. Praying for the salvation of the lost. Praying for all the nations. Praying for Ukraine, praying for Russia and for all the nations. As Jesus said, my house should be called house of prayer. The people should look at us and say, Oh, that people is a house of prayer. This is what Jesus said. But sometimes we are very well known by house of worship, house of preaching, or house of charity, because we are helping people. But people should know the church of Christ as house of prayer. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. How many of you would you like to see a house of prayer 24-7 here working? Yes. Would you like to see Hallelujah. Yes. I am waiting for that. But in order to do that, beloved brothers, we need intercessors. I said that we need intercessors. We need volunteers. That's going to say, Okay, pastor, you can count on me. I'm going to pray. We need people committed to prayer and with the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. I believe, my beloved brothers, from this small church here, Shalom, in this small town, Monahe, We will produce a fire that will spread all of Ireland and all all, over many nations. Amen? Amen. I believe that. (laughs) And Jesus said, my house will be called house of prayer. His temple and his church must be called a house of prayer. Amen? Amen? We must have... Of course, we must have prayer in the church, right? We must have. But also, remember that we are the temple of God. Did you know? (laughs) This church is the temple of God. But remember, now your body... Is the temple of the Holy Spirit your body is the temple of God where the fire of the Holy Spirit is always burning did you know your life should be burning for Jesus you need to have one fire inside of you burning. This is what it's written in the Bible, and I want to read Leviticus six, chapter six, verse thirteen. Leviticus six thirteen. That says, "Let's read all together." A fire shall always be burning on the altar. It shall now never go out. Can say amen? amen? Do you know what means this fire? Is your life in fire or not? God said, I want fire in the altar. I want fire in your life. I want the fire of the Holy Spirit burning inside of you. And that, it was in the Old Testament, I know, that verse in the Leviticus, it it is from the Old Testament. But today, our body, my body and your body, is the temple of the Holy Spirit, my beloved brothers. Hallelujah! Your body has one altar. Did you know? Your body has one altar a sacred place, and it must either be burning with fire, or it's dead. I am teaching you about prayer, because God has been talking to me about it. And something has happening in my prayer life these days. Something is happening in my prayer life. And I love it, (laughs) this is why I am teaching you today. And uh, do do you know that uh, God put into the DNA of His creation everybody? believers and non-believers. God put in, in His creation a desire to communicate with Him. Did you know that? Yes, this is when God created us. That is why everywhere you go, or you are going to find that almost everywhere in the world, People in the jungles, people in remote tribes who were never read this book, they never was taught about Jesus, they were never taught about God, but they are praying. Have you seen that? Because God put in our hearts one desire, you are going to worship one God. Maybe they are worshiping false gods. But God put inside of us. One strong desire. Inside of us. To communicate with God. There is one inner longing. For him. I am talking about you and God. About us and God. But do you know? The opposite house is the same. Or... God wants to communicate with us also. This is His desire. Because this is the same with God. The only reason, do you know the only reason why you and me were created? Do you know the only reason? (laughs) It was to have fellowship with Him and to communicate with us. Yes, you are going to. See, if you start reading your Bible, you are going to see that in the book of Genesis, because God didn't say anything different to them. Oh, you are going to prepare a church for me? No, 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 no. In the beginning, God said I want just fellowship. We are made in His image, with the ability to communicate and fellowship with Him. And the Bible gives us a beautiful picture of that in Genesis 3.8. I'm going to share with you. Genesis 3.8. Let's all toge- read together. And they heard what? The sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Of the day. Beloved brothers, this is a great, good picture. Try to think about it. After their creation, God would come down at the cool of the day and walk through the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, talking to them, bonding, communicating with them. Aidan and Eve used to talk and pray every day. They were created for this fellowship. Nothing more. You are not going to see in the beginning. God say, okay, now you are going to prepare something to me. You're gonna sing, you're gonna no, no, no. Just you were you were created for fellowship. Amen? Amen. Say with me, I was created for fellowship, fellowship. to communicate with him. Amen. Hallelujah. But uh, just think about. It. They were communicating with him, right? Think the Bible says every day in the cool of the day, the Lord was, they was uh, they heard, oh the Lord is coming. Wow, it's go- now it's gonna be our time to talk with him. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? What they were praying. Because they were praying every day. They were... But remember, praying is fellowship. Okay? Don't mix things. But they were praying every day. But what they were praying? What they were talking to God? Let's think together. They were not praying about problems. Right? Right? not praying about problems, because they didn't have problems. They were simply being with Him, staying together. They didn't have any problems, my beloved brothers. They had no in-laws. <laughs> they had no in-laws. They had and Adam was happy because he had no mother-in-law. <laughs> he was happy. <laughs> sorry for you man. <laughs> and, and for me. <laughs> no, sorry. I, I, I'm kidding. Okay. I love my mother-in-law. <laughs> I love it. She's the best. <laughs> and maybe she's going to listen to this preaching. <laughs> no, no. It's true. I love her, but. Um, uh, had no mother-in-law. Aiden had no children. Wow! No children? Yeah, because you know how much trouble you know you have children. Yeah, yeah. not easy, my beloved one. And, but uh, they were blessed. And they had a lot of, also, they had no financial problems. No, they had a lot of Food. They're not worried. Oh, I need you. I need to buy more food. No, God gave them a lot. But God said, but you need to fast from one fruit. And he, and he didn't. Okay. They were not under evil attacks. No. Or demoniac oppression. And they were happy. And the only reason they... Get together with God into us, they could simply enjoy each other's company. Can you say amen? amen? And just for that, because they had no problem. That's w- what real prayer is. When you go to pray, sometimes, my beloved brothers, I pray and I don't speak too much. Sometimes I pray with no words. I stay just quiet before the Lord. Don't think to pray. You have every time you go with a list. Sometimes I don't say. Sometimes I say little. But prayer is to be with the Lord. And you need to enjoy that. If you look to prayer, when you have just trouble, you are in trouble. Because you go to God just because you have trouble. But some people, they think that prayer is when they get in trouble. But it's not it. It was never for that. Sorry. It was supposed about fellowship and being together. Can you say amen? Amen. What is about prayer? Fellowship and being together. You have to have that in mind. Then you are going to change your mind about prayer. Prayer is about, he walks with me, he talks with me, God says, now it's our time together, I came just to be with you, amen, Amen. it's our time together, you have to enjoy that, because some people say, oh, now it's time of prayer, (gasps) no, then I have a big list of prayer, I have to pray for that, 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 oh, forget about it. It's our time with a hand. Amen. You need to change your mentality about prayer. And now I'm, I'm, going, I'm, I'm really going to hit you hard now. <laughs> with the next thing. <laughs> Listen, please. It is a sin not to pray. What did I say? It's a sin not to pray. And I want to read First Samuel 12, 23. That says, Moreover, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you but while you teach you the good and the right way beloved brothers remember of this verse because it is a sin not to pray God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you And I'm telling you that this verse is basically saying if I cease to pray for you, if I cease to pray for you and pray for this ministry here and pray for this family here and pray for the lost and pray for this town, I am sinning against the Lord. If I don't pray, the Bible says, I am sinning against the Lord. If you forget your prayers, if you forget your prayers, you are literally forgetting God. I'm going to repeat again. If you forget your prayers, you are what? Forgetting God. If a prayer is not real to you, it means God's not real to you. Are you, are you with me? Yes. Then say Amen, please. Amen. If prayer is not real to you, it means God's not real to you. If you are part, but pray, If you are part of Shalom, pay attention now. If you are part of any ministry, if you are part of any ministry in this in our church. But you have no life of prayer. You will not stay in this ministry long. Okay? You are not going to stay in this ministry long. God will remove you because ministry without prayers always fail. Always. I have seen that. Ministry without prayers don't go too long. It's pray or die, it's pray or dry up, it's pray or you become lukewarm with no fire in the altar. Have you seen that? Can you understand the priority of prayer? If you don't pray, sorry, you're going to be a lukewarm Christian. And do you know what God is going to do with the lukewarm Christian? If you don't have a life of prayer, you cannot know God. Without a life of prayer, you are going to work on your ministry through your strength. Pay attention! Without prayer, you are going to work with your strength. You are going to work in your own gifts. I have gifts. I know how to do things. I know how to serve. I know how to play. I know how to preach your own strength, your own knowledge, your own gifts. And at the end, you will fail. This is what God said. Families that don't pray together, they will fail. Couples that don't pray, they will have troubled marriages. Couples, if you don't pray, are you praying with your wife and family together? If you don't pray, sorry, I have bad news for you. You're going to have a troubled ma- marriage. Christians that don't have a life of prayer have a defeated spiritual life. I'm going to quote another, another phrase from Leonard Havenhill that said, Prayer is not preparation for the battles. Prayer is the battle. Yeah. <laughs> prayer is the battle. God said, I want fire in the altar. Your body is the temple now. Amen? And how is the fire in your life? This is my question. How is the fire in your life? Is the fire burning up in your life? Or, no, no, Pastor, the fire has gone out. Prayer must be a priority. The priority of every Christian, amen can you say amen? amen? When you read the Bible, my beloved brothers, that's God talking to you. when you're reading God's talking to you, but when you pray, you're talking to God and this is the fellowship and the communion that we, have, we need. Prayer is the most important thing that a believer can do and to develop. It's the most important thing. Believers that don't have a prayer life, they are not going to develop in any area of their life. This is what I, I have seen. Every believer, I'm talking to you now, every believer needs a consistent, unbroken habit of prayer every day of their lives. Can you say amen? Amen. I'm going to repeat again. Every believer needs a consistent, unbroken habit of prayer every day of their lives. I'm telling you that what is vital to have a life that will lead you as a strong Christian to a life of victory. There is always something else that we need to do. That's what Jesus said. I am going to read now. Matthew 6.6 6. Jesus said about prayer. When you pray, what do you have to do? Go to your room. When you have shut the, your door, pray to your Father who is... Where? in the secret place he's going to be there with you and your father who sees you in the secret will reward you openly hallelujah when you pray go into your room what that means? You are gonna say, Pastor, I don't have room. <laughs> I, I live with someone. I don't have room. No, no, it's not what Jesus said. Sorry, I'm going to translate to you in the modern language. When you pray, go to a solitary place, right? Or go to a secret place, a private place. And Jesus adds, shut the door go to a private place and shut the door don't let people interrupt you this is what Jesus said God is saying this is our time and I must be priority in your life can you say amen, amen. God is saying I want to have time with you would you like to have time with me, God is saying? But sir is not near to others. When I want to have a time with my wife, it's just my wife. I don't put anyone in the middle. I don't put people around us to watch, no. I ent- we enter in our room, and do you. Lock the door, close the door. Why? This is what Jesus is saying for you to do, my beloved brothers. Enter your room and close, shut the door. God is saying this is our time together. Can you hear the voice of God calling you? He wants to have time with you. Amen? He loves you. And He wants you to have time with you. Are you going to listen His voice? Yes. Amen. This I, I told you. God touched my life these days, calling me. Let's have time together. <laughs> I said yes, Lord. Don't try to go through your busy, busy schedule and hope to fit prayer in. Okay don't try, because you are not going to pray, and you never have a prayer time, because we all have a busy time, a busy schedule, we all, I have, don't think, I have a busy schedule, and you need to to first set a time for prayer, what did I say? You need to set a time for prayer and then work everything else into your agenda. Did you get the point? First prayer, then what time I'm going to pray this time. Then you can put your job, your things, and everything around. Did you get the point? It's about tithes and offerings. Sometimes you start paying da 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 oh sorry, I have no time, I have no money for you, God. <laughs> because it started the agenda in the wrong way. And about prayer, when we are going to pray this time, then you start feeling all the other things. Every other priority needs to work around our time of prayer. Did you get the point? Prayer must be the priority in your life. You need a time of prayer. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? You need to have a time of prayer. If you don't have a time of prayer, you are not going to fulfill God's plan. And you won't make it in the ministry either. You are not going to make it. Without prayer, you are going to fail. Maybe you are going to say, oh, this pastor is so mean. Because it's saying that I'm going to fail. No, I am telling you the truth. You need to have a time of prayer. Amen? Amen. My beloved brothers, life runs on schedules. Right? Yes or not? Life runs on schedules. You don't get up and get ready whenever you feel like it. Oh. Of course not. You have a schedule for everything in your life. Right? To get up, to go to work, to eat, to study, and everything else in your life. Except for prayer. You have a schedule for everything, but not for prayer. Why? Because it's not a big deal for you. Because prayer is not important. Because what is important, you put your agenda, and you are going to to do it. Am I right? How many of you ever go to work, even when sometimes you don't feel like going? (laughs) Yeah, sometimes I go to work, but... I don't feel, oh, I am in love with my job. Sometimes I don't wake up and say, oh, I am in love with my job. Oh, how I love my boss. I, how I love that job. Oh, I'm going to enjoy today to be beside that good colleague that we are always fighting. No, of course not. But, but you know what I have learned there are times when you are fired up about your job, about things, and you are really excited going to work. And there are times that, that you go because you have to, right? That's because you have to. But you get paid, paid either way, when you are excited. Or maybe you say, okay, I'm going to work. And you receive your salary, you get paid in both cases, right? And also, that's how prayer is. I know that's how prayer is. My blood brothers, sometimes I I set the alarm in my agenda. 20 past 5 in the morning. Sometimes... And the alarms on. Do you think Pastor wake up and say, Wow. So I was to I went to bed at twelve. Now it's 12 past five. I I slept five hours only. Do you think I wake up? Oh hallelujah! (laughs) No! No, I have to confess to you, my brothers. I am tired. I am sleepy. I said, I won't sleep until 7. <laughs> but do you know what I, I should do? I go. I go. And sometimes I go for prayer. I confess my sin. I confess my sin. Because I am, I am tired. I am sleepy. I am a human being. Don't think I am Superman. Okay? Then, but what, do you know what happened? I wake up. And 6 in the morning I am there. Lord, I am here. And suddenly, wow, His presence comes. Ah, And then His presence comes. And then this relationship. And then say, wow, then you get in fire for Him. But in the beginning you are not so excited. This is how sometimes you go to work because you have one schedule, one agenda. And you go and either hey, you receive the salary. And always, when you go to the presence of God, God will reward you. Amen. 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 God will reward you. Because you set one alarm. You set one agenda for him. You put God in your agenda. I have one question. Is God in your agenda? Yes? Yes? Every day? Hallelujah. Hallelujah then go to prayer place, even if you don't feel like it. Eh? Even though. When you read the Bible, I have read this Bible many times from cover to cover, and I have noticed one thing in this book, that you see that the greatest miracles in the Bible, please, when you read the Bible, pay attention to that. All the great miracles in the Bible... Happened in the hour of prayer. And there is the, the right time. Because the Bible always says it was nine in the morning, nine in the morning, or three in the afternoon. Did you know that? Old and the New Testament. Pay attention. When you read, pay attention. Why? Because those were the established prayer times in that period. That is because the prayer times were linked to the offerings and the sacrifices in the Old Testament. Okay? I have no time to go deeply. And also, I'm going to give you some verses of the, of the hours of prayer. You can check, please. 2 King, 18, 36. Daniel 9, 21. Daniel 6, 10. Acts 2, 15, Acts 3, 1, Acts 3, 10, 3. I would like to have time to go through all, because you are going to see, Peter was going to the hour of prayer, and then one miracle happened. You are going to see in the Bible, but please take notes and check all that verse. Keep a a little bit more in order for the people, if they want to take notes and check yourself. If you do it and establish the time of prayer, miracles will start to break out in your life. But it was time of prayer. That's why prayer is priority. Prayer has to have priority in our lives. Then there is a time of prayer and there is a place of prayer. What did I say? We need to have time of prayer and place place of prayer time there must be when the disciples uh, said to Jesus Jesus teaches how to pray then what Jesus did Jesus took them to a solitary place and the Bible mentions how Jesus used to go to solitary places and to pray many times. Have you read that? Yes. Always he used to go to solitary place where no one's going to disturb him. Mark 1:35. I need to run because of our time. Oh Lord. Uh, now in the morning, having risen. A long while before daylight, look, have a long while before the night, he went out and departed where? (inaudible) To a solitary place, and there he prayed. Brother, sometimes I'm talking to people and they say, Pastor, I pray all the time driving I pray when I'm going home I pray I know okay it's right you can pray of course you can pray anywhere when you are working when you are in your car I pray when I am in my car I understand you but the Bible is very clear you must have a secret place sacred place you must have Jesus head You are not going to see Jesus praying in the middle of the multitudes. He prayed for the multitudes, but always when he wants to talk to his father, what he did? Yes. But you're going to say, oh, I don't have a place, pastor. It can be in your bedroom. It can be in your backyard. If you don't live in Ireland, <laughs> it can be in your office or but you need a prayer place. And also, everyone knows that when you are there you shouldn't be bothered. Amen? Yeah, this is what you are going to see in the Bible. Jesus prayed in the mountains, often he found solitary places. He climbed up a mountain. You are going to see that. He prayed in the desert. The Bible says he prayed in the gardens a lot. The garden of Gethsemane. The Mount of Olives. He always was there. And Jesus was praying everywhere. But always he had secret and solitary places. You need to set your time and place. Did you get... Jesus did not want to be in public places he prayed in solitary private places my beloved brothers I have had so many experiences with God in my solitary places you have heard many experiences that I had with God and I think almost hundred percent of all the experience that I had with God were during my time of prayer. And most of these times I was alone, just myself with God. Don't don't think that uh, when I went to pray, as I told you, don't think that when I went to pray. And normally I, I go to prayer because I am a super spiritual man. <laughs> don't think that. Because uh, I was, don't think because I go to prayer or every time I went to pray it was because I was in peace, happy. No! I also beloved brothers, many times I went to my solitary place because I was anguished. Did you know that? I was vanguished. I was troubled. My soul was troubled. Because I was one a great burden. Great burden. My soul was in pain. And my heart was heavy. Many times. Don't think when you look at me or at us that your pastors are superman or wonder woman. No. We are human beings like you. And we pray. I pray because I am weak. I am confessing you. I pray because I am weak. But when I pray, His power manifests in our weakness. And when we are weak, then we are strong. Did you get the point? It's not because I am someone special. No! Your pastor is nothing special. But if I don't pray, you are in trouble. You are in trouble if I don't pray. (laughs) I pray because I am weak. I pray because I am tempted. I pray because I face troubles every day. Every day. I pray because many times I don't know what decision decision should I take. This is why I pray. Beloved brothers, I pray because I am confronted every day. Every day. By the devil. By this world. By unbelievers. By believers. No, you don't know. But every day I have to go to God because my soul is anguished. When I look sometimes to the church situation, when I look to the people, I pray because of the lack of commitment of many members of the church. This is because sometimes I'm praying. My soul is anguished. For the lost that are dying and going to hell without Christ. I am opening my heart because you may think, ah, that pastor is so spiritual. No! I pray because if I don't pray, I'm going to get into temptation. Which was Jesus said. This is why you have to pray. A couple days ago, my soul was in pain. A few days ago, my soul was in pain. Fabiana and I went to Rosemore Park. You know where it is, here in the town. And after a prayer time, we were quiet and silent before the Lord. And just being with Him. We, we, we prayed before, but we were quiet. Just listening, trying to listen to the Lord. And to be with Him. Without a say or a word, and God spoke to me and said, "Marcio, rest, rest. I am with you in all these circumstances. I am with you, and I will give you victory." Oh, when I listened to that, my blood brothers. After that, I still had the problem. I still had the problem, but my soul was in peace. Amen. You need to listen from the Lord. Amen? You need to be with Him. Then maybe you're going to keep your... You're still in your trouble. But uh, when God speaks to you, all your problems gone. Amen? Amen. I am, I am opening my heart and telling you my life is not easy, okay? A lot of trouble, a lot of trouble. From here, from Ireland, from Brazil, from Sweden, from Portugal, from London, from... Many people asking, help me, pastor, help me, pastor. We give advice to many people. We disciple people in other countries, another church that we help. And we have a discipleship with them. You don't know how much trouble sometimes I, I have. And I don't think your life is much better than mine. That you don't need to pray because you have no trouble. (laughs) I think you have trouble enough, else. Yes, Yes, I know. I know you struggle with your children, if your family, temptations, and many things. Jesus said in Matthew 26, 14. Watch and could you watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation the spirit is willing but your flesh oh is your flesh weak mine is (laughs) that's the reason i have to pray i have to pray the lack of prayer is the reason men are falling into temptation Are you falling into temptation? Would you like to overcome some temptation, addictions in your life? (laughs) Jesus gave the recipe. (laughs) Watch and pray that you not fall into temptation. If you don't pray, if you don't have a, a prayer life, you cannot know God. Without prayer life, you are going to work your ministry through your own strength, knowledge, and gifts. In your ministry, you get stuck and you're going to die without prayer life. And how is your prayer life? I'm going to say again, you forget your prayers, you are literally forgetting God. If your prayer is not real to you, it means that God is not real to you. Could you stand up, please? I want to ask you, how is the fire fire in the outer of your life? How is the fire in the outer of your life? Is there fire on the outer of your life? Or has the fire gone out? Be sincere. You don't need to answer me, but be sincere between you and God. I told you, my blood brother, if you are in this church, you are not going to grow in any ministry here without prayer life. Sorry. It's impossible. Because we don't want anyone working on their own strength here. Because we are going to work in our flesh. And soon, everything gone. Without prayer, this church is going to die. I, I, I am giving a word. If this church doesn't pray, we are going to be the same as my church. We are going to die. But we are not going to allow that. Because we are going to pray. Amen. Could you close your eyes, please. We are in the end times, my beloved brothers. You are looking what will happen in the world. Now, wars, people fighting, a lot of people dying, and some believers are still sleeping spiritually. And how is your spiritual life, please? We are living through hard times and the things, maybe is going to get worse. And hell is coming up against us, against the church, and we need to stand in prayer. You need to stand in prayer for your family, for your relatives. You need to stand in prayer for your church, for the kingdom of God. Please wake up. I plead with you. Wake up. Before it's late. I urge you. Come back to prayer. Come back to church prayer meetings. So many people abandoned the prayer meetings of the church. Abandoned. Come back to the secret place. Because prayer should be the priority of your life. Prayer should be the priority. Are you praying or are you going to die? Are you praying or are you going to be lukewarm? I urge you, come back. James said... It's sin to know what you want to do and then not do it. It's sin when you have and you know that you have to do, but you don't do. This is a sin. James 4, 17. My beloved brothers, we need to repent from this sin. Please, now it's your turn. Please pray right now, look to your life. How is the fire in the outer of your life? Because the Bible says the fire should be burning constantly. Please, we need to repent from this sin. We have prayer meetings at many times in this church. We have prayer meetings in the mornings. if you want, if you don't want to have prayer meetings Saturday evening. On Sunday, before the service, we have prayer meetings. Next Saturday, we have prayer meetings from 7 to 7. But many don't care about it and reject prayer. Please. We need to to repent from this sin. If you forget your prayers, you are literally forgetting God. Pray right now and say, God, forgive me. Forgive me, Lord, because I have abandoned you, Lord. Say to him, I want to set my alarm. I want to to put you in my agenda. I want you to have a priority in my life. Please pray. Say to him that. What is your answer to God today? What is your answer to God? What will you do about this word that you received from God? What will you do? Prayer is priority. And you need to have a time of prayer and a place of prayer. Please, answer to God. What will be your time of prayer? What? What time will be your time of prayer? Answer Him. Where will you be your place of prayer? If your eyes closed, I want to pray for you right now. I want to pray for you here. For you that are listening to me through the internet. Please, if your eyes closed, let's pray. Loved Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you for the Holy Spirit that is awakening us. Lord, I want to fulfill my calling. I want to be faithful to you until the end of my life. And I pray for all my brothers and sisters right now. Help them to fulfill their calling. Not to be lazy, Lord. But to say, here I am, Father. You can count on me, Lord. Father, forgive your church because they forgot you, Lord. Forgive your church, Lord. They abandoned you, Lord. And they abandoned their prayer, Lord. Time. Forgive us, Lord. Because we are doing many things without prayer. And we are sinning against you. And we don't want to sin against you, Lord. We want to pray for our brothers, for this town, for the salvation of the lost, for these countries that are in wars, for so many people suffering, Lord. We want to be with you in prayer, Lord. Lord, set fire in our hearts. Help your church to be a house of prayer. I pray, make your church a house of prayer. Make everyone, Lord, a temple of prayer where the fire will be burning 24 7, Lord to have intercessor in this church, Lord, 24/7. Raise the intercessor, Lord. We want to, re- to respond to you this calling as a church of prayer. In Jesus name, we want to be a, a, a people who praise. Your church will be called house of prayer. This church will be called house of prayer. We up your church, set fire in our hearts, Lord. And we decided to come back to prayer meetings and to make your house a house of prayer. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody say, Amen, amen and Amen. May the Lord bless you and make you a house of prayer. Amen. See you next week in Jesus' name.